0: Our plan is to have this outdoor service the next two Sundays. The next two Sundays. And then at the end of this month, we'll reevaluate. We hope to be able to start phasing back in with multiple services, with smaller groups. But we believe that God's going to help us to use this to launch. And I believe the church is going to be stronger and better, more filled, more power than ever before. Hallelujah. So as long as everybody stays happy and healthy, as far as we know, everybody in our church is happy and healthy, and everything is going well, we will continue to have these outdoor services and also stream them live uh, for the next two Sundays, which would then be the balance of the month of April, and then we'll reevaluate going into the month of May. If you have your Bibles, I turn your attention to the book of John, chapter 11. The Gospel of John, chapter 11. And we begin reading in verse 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her I am the resurrection and the life he that believeth in me though he were dead yet shall he live our subject today on this Easter resurrection is simply the resurrection of humanity the resurrection of humanity right in your vehicles would you lift your hands and would you lift your voices right now and would you begin to thank the lord for his word lord we thank you for this beautiful day we have come to exalt you and to lift up the name of jesus i thank you for your people that are gathered here today i thank you for your cover Now, Lord, I'm asking for an unction. I'm asking for an anointing. I'm asking, God, just as you visited with us last Sunday morning, I'm asking you, Lord, that you would be here today and that every person would feel your presence and that you would fill people with the Holy Ghost, even in their vehicles and those that are watching by Internet. I pray that there would be a healing that would go forth, Lord, and that you would touch every disease and every sickness by the power of the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. This day, commonly called Resurrection Sunday, marks the day that we celebrate the risen Savior. More than any other event in human history, the resurrection from the dead of Jesus Christ changed and transformed. The landscape of humanity. Never was there a more significant event. Never was there a more powerful moment in the mark of time. Everything before it pointed to that moment. And everything after has been anchored to that event. More significant than the flood of Genesis. More impactful than the exodus from Egypt more life-altering than all of the wars of history. Not because of the size of the crowd that gathered. There have been much bigger crowds for many other events. Not because of the cruelty of the executioners. History is littered with hostility and suffering. Not because of the enormous error of a false accusation. Injustice, unfortunately, is not uncommon. In the pages of history. But the resurrection of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen. Was the benchmark of believers. And non-believers alike. Because it takes a single event. From a single person. And it is applied. To every other person. Who has ever lived. It is in a word. Self-transcendent. It moves beyond one to many. It is a resurrection that affects everyone. We are not here today to just celebrate a day in history. We are here to celebrate that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today we celebrate not only the resurrection of Jesus, but we celebrate the fact That His resurrection brought the hope of resurrection to every single human. Not since the creation of man has there been a more life-giving moment. It gave birth to unprecedented hope. It is not only transcendent, it is transformational. The resurrection of Jesus stands in the crosshairs of history, spanning the gap between death and life, between the law and grace. Between hurt and hope. Between disappointment and deliverance. Tethered to the suffering was the salvation and for this resurrection of Jesus to bring a resurrection to humanity, there are some things uh, that we must consider today. And I want you to consider the fact uh, that the God that you and I serve uh, is not a God uh, that transcends us with
1: death, uh, or with shame, uh, or with hurt, uh, or with pain. But God gives us a self-transcendent occasion. And He gives us life uh, that transfers to us hope, uh, and joy, and peace. An everlasting life.
0: I'd ask for you to consider three things that must happen for the resurrection of Jesus to transcend to our individual lives. The first thing that must happen is the surrender of our will. The surrender of our will. John chapter 12 verse 23 begins, And Jesus answered them, saying, The hours come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have a resurrection without a death. You have an example right before you in today's world of how a single event can affect many people. I am not sure what happened in Wuhan, China, to one or two or five people, but it has affected millions of people. It's not confined to just one country. It's not confined to just one nationality. It is transcendent, but it brings pain and suffering And sometimes death. But I've come to declare to you.
1: That there's also a resurrection. That's going to come out of this situation.
0: 50 years from now in COVID-19. We'll just be a story. A vaccination will be developed. Or the virus will die off. Because. It doesn't have a favorable environment which to grow and multiply, and ultimately, it'll go on the scrap heap of society like everything else. If you need an example, you don't have to look too far in the history of the 20th century and study about something called polio. Polio is not something that we worry too much about in 2020, but 50 years ago, the polio virus spread from person to person, and it infected spinal cords, causing paralysis and death. In the 1950s, it was killing a half million people a year around the world. It had been around for many, many years prior to that. But in the 50s, it reached its paramount point, and it was a plague, and it was a scourge of my father's generation. It was no respecter of persons. It was transcendent of cultures and nations. It attacked the President of the United States. It did what the Axis powers could not do in World War II. But it is no more. Because in 1955, Dr. Jonas Salk presented a vaccine. And the vaccine, hear me now, was an injected dose of killed polio virus the vaccine was an injected dose of killed polio virus the culture of dead polio virus contain the antibodies to bring life the reason ladies and gentlemen
1: that the resurrection of Jesus transforms the future of every living soul is because it has within it the antibodies of death. Oh grave, where is your victory? Oh death, where is your sting? Inherent in the resurrection of Jesus
0: is the death of Jesus. The surrender of His will is what brought the victory of His resurrection. Second Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 14. A verse that you've been hearing a lot about in the last few weeks. If my people, who are his people which are called by my name? If you ever wondered
1: who his people were, all you got to do is look for the people of the name of Jesus. Who are his people? Those that are baptized in the name of Jesus. Who are his people? Those that pray in the name of Jesus. Who are his people? Those that cry out to the name of Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that he is Lord.
0: My people. The Lord says, which are called by my name, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the surrender of our will. That's the death part. If they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. That's the surrender of the will. But it does not stop there. For he goes on to say, Then will I hear from heaven. And will forgive their sin. And will heal their land. What a great God we serve. He's not only concerned about his people, he's concerned about his land. But the story does not stop there. For on to say in verse 15, now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend under the prayer that is made in this place, this place, what place, the place that bears his name
1: are those of his name and he dwells in a house of his name. You want the name of Jesus in your house, you're going to have the presence of God. You declare His name in your car, you'll have His presence in your car. You want His presence on your job, you ought to declare the name of Jesus, for He abides where His name abides.
0: For now, have I chosen and sanctified this house, I declare to you good people, when we get back in that building, there is
1: a resurrection that's coming. I said there's a resurrection that's coming.
0: Here's why. They were dedicating Solomon's temple whenever the Lord gave them this word. Here's why. He said, my ears will be attentive, my eyes will be focused. Here's why. That my name may be there forever. And mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually.
1: I've come to declare into the atmosphere today that every virus is going to dissipate. Every sickness is going to dissipate. Every sin has to flee under the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. But there is one thing that is perpetual. There is one thing that is forever.
0: And it is the resurrection of humanity. It is a God that can bring hope in the midst of any situation. There is a resurrection uh, that transcends people and transcends individuals uh, and transcends cultures uh, and it also transcends time. So 2,000 years later, because this resurrection transcends time, everything else dies off in time. But the resurrection is as powerful today As it was 2,000 years ago. Everything else becomes a history. But not the resurrection of Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus is real time. It's right now. I said it's right now. Now, How is it applied to me right now? The same way that it was applied to humanity 2,000 years ago. Through the infusion of the infilling Of the Spirit of God. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Spirit of God that applies that resurrection spirit to your life and my life. How can that resurrection resurrect me? How can it resurrect my thoughts, my dreams, my hope, my aspirations? It happens when you are filled with the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of God that causes that resurrection spirit to transcend, and to be in you and I. For Romans chapter 8 and verse 11 says, but if the spirit of him, that's referring to Jesus, that raised up Jesus from the dead, he was the mighty God in Christ,
1: shall dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead, shall also quicken, quicken your mortal bodies. How's he going to do it? by His Spirit that dwelleth in you!
0: Oh, I thank God for repentance. Uh, That's the death. That's the surrender of our will. I'm thankful for the name of Jesus. That's how we're baptized. But ladies
1: and gentlemen, it doesn't stop there. There is the gift of the Holy Spirit of God that is for every man, woman, boy, and girl, regardless of what nationality, regardless of what language, regardless of your socioeconomic level. There is the Spirit of God that transcends.
0: It is the Spirit of God that applies the resurrection of Jesus to our lives. It's the vehicle. It's the vaccination. It is the platform that carries the antibodies to death, to discouragement, to depression, to destruction. This is where the disciples found themselves after the ascension of Jesus on Mount Olivet. They had walked with Jesus in His ministry. They had been with Him after the resurrection. They knew He was alive. They knew that their faith was not in vain. But how... Does that resurrection of Jesus now transfer to their lives? Two men in white apparel, the book of Acts tells us, reminded them to go up to the upper room in Jerusalem and to wait until they be endued or infused or infilled with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us in the book of Acts that they gathered there and began to pray. And the Bible says suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house uh, where they were sitting. And they began to speak words uh, that they did not understand. Uh, People in the neighborhood from other countries. uh, That had gathered for the celebration of Pentecost. Uh, They came to hear what it was all about. Uh, And that day uh, 3,000 people
1: had the same experience. Uh, And from that moment unto this moment. It has not died. It has not lessened in power. It is still the Spirit of God that heals us. It is still the Spirit of God that delivers us. It is still the Spirit of God that saves us. It did not die. It
0: has not stopped. The resurrection of Jesus became the resurrection of humanity. I wonder right now in your cars if you would lift your hands, and if you would lift your voice, and I wonder right now if you've ever been filled with the Spirit of God, I wonder if you would begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. If you have ever received that Spirit, I believe that God wants to infuse us with His Spirit right now. I wonder if you would lift up your hands and lift up your voice right now, and would you pray in the Holy Ghost all over this parking lot? sata
1: ee ya ali rabosia ee
0: godi ala 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 bahatar god Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place.. Oh, Ultimately, the resurrection of Jesus brings the salvation of our soul. Romans 13:11 says, "And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake. Out of sleep. As Pastor Mark Morgan preached on Wednesday night, this is the time for the church to awake. For now, is our salvation nearer than when we believed? I know you've heard a lot about Revelation over the years. Uh, I know you've heard a lot about the end time over the years. But I've come to tell you, it is closer than you think. It's time to awake Ladies and gentlemen, salvation is now. This is not some distant revelation. This is not some distant destination. This is right now. This is
1: this day. Today is the day of salvation.
0: And the salvation of the soul is directly tied to the application of the name. What name? The name of Jesus. This is why the disciples preached in the name of Jesus. This is why the disciples prayed in the name of Jesus. This is why they baptized in the name of Jesus.
1: This is why they cast out devils in the name of Jesus. I wish you realized what power you have when a man or woman of God declares the name of Jesus. It can change any atmosphere. It can change any environment.
0: Mark chapter 6, beginning in verse 12, and they went out and preached that men should repent. There's the surrender of the will. And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil, many that were sick, and healed them. In the Old Testament, the oil was used for the anointing. The oil was used in recognition of the presence of God. When they anointed a place with oil, they recognized that God had met them there. Jacob anointed the stone with oil where he had been visited by God in a dream. It marked the place of visitation. It marked the place of of the the presence of Jehovah God. But it was more than just the marking of His presence. It was also the oil that was used to petition God. They anointed their king with oil. Samuel anointed Saul when he was made king with oil. Samuel anointed David to be king with a horn of oil. Oil was used to petition God. And so when we pray for the sick, As the Bible instructs us to do, with the laying on of hands and the oil, we are obeying the Word of God, and we are petitioning Him, and we are declaring that God's presence is here. But there was one other thing that the oil did. The oil was used for preparedness, to get ready. They would put oil in their lamps to prepare for the darkness, to prepare for the call of the bridegroom. To prepare for the promise. Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan. Luke chapter 10 and verse 30. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half
1: dead. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what sin does. It strips you,
0: strips you of every sense of decency. It strips you of every sense of self-esteem. It strips you of your identity, of one that was created in the image of God. But I'm glad that though sin may leave us
1: half dead, the story does not end there.
0: Whoa. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place, came and looked on him and passed by the other side. Some of you had tried everything. You tried every religion. You tried New Age.
1: You tried crystals. You tried everything you knew, and you couldn't find anything or anybody that could help you with where sin had left you. But the story is not over.
0: But a certain Samaritan, the most unlikely of people, the most unlikely of places, as he journeyed, he came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him.
1: Oh, I'm so thankful the Lord had compassion on us. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine and
0: set him on his own beast and brought him to an end and took care of him ladies and gentlemen this is what jesus did for each of us he found us half dead but he put the oil of his spirit in us
1: in our hurts and in our wounds though the enemy had left us for half dead there was a certain savior and his name is Jesus And he came to us. He had compassion on us.
0: And he carried us. He became the beast of our burdens on Calvary. That's why the Bible says, by his stripes we are healed. He took us to an end. He took us to a safe place. And he takes care of us. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. I said, He's come to pick us up off the side. He's come to carry us through the beast of burden called Calvary. He's put the oil of His Spirit in us. And He's prepared a place for us. 164 times in your Bible. Oil is described as a spiritual conduit between God and man. James 5.14 Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The combination of the oil and the name. That's the path of physical and spiritual
1: resurrection. The oil and the name. The Bible says, salvation is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Think about that. Salvation's not far off.
0: It's as close as you declaring his name, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, which we preach. Because the salvation... Of the soul, my friend, is the combination
1: of His anointing and your declaration.
0: I want to say that one more time because I want you to remember that in a few minutes when you're pulling out of this parking lot. The salvation of the soul is the combination of His anointing and your declaration is God that anoints. But ladies and gentlemen, it's you and I that declare. And the enemy would like for you to be silent. And the enemy would like for you
1: to be fearful. And the enemy would like for you to hide. But I say to you today, stand up, clear your voice, and declare the glory and the power.
0: I hope you're ready right now for a miracle. We have provided the oil in your bag. I want you to get that out right now. I want you to anoint your family, those that may be in the car with you. But more importantly, I want you to begin to use your mouth. And I want you to use your words. And I want you to speak the name of Jesus because salvation is in your mouth. Our ministers are going to go around and they're going to pray for each car. And they're going to pray an anointing. They're not going to come up to your window. They're not going to lay hands on your head. They're just going to pray for your car. And if you would like uh, for your car to be anointed with oil, I encourage you now to just turn on your headlights uh, or to turn on your flashers. uh, And we're going to go around, and the ministers uh, are going to pray for every car. In the meantime, uh, I want you to be inside that car, and I want you to be anointing your family, and I want you to begin to declare the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm going to ask Brother Morgan right now to come. And to begin to pray the word of faith. And I declare to you today that many of you will receive
1: a healing right now in your cars. Some of you will receive the Holy Ghost right now in your vehicles. Lift up your hands and your voice. And get ready for a miracle. A resurrection of humanity right now by the power of the word of
2: God and by the authority of the name of Jesus I declare that faith would begin to enter into every car I pray God right now that people would begin to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost I pray right now Lord that people would begin to repent of their sins Lord and that you would fill them with the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost Lord right now I pray that we would begin to receive miracles that cancer would begin to be God. Uh, that depression would begin to leave, God. Uh, Lord, that anxiety would begin to flee, God. Uh, Lord, that heart issues would begin to go, God. Uh, I plead the blood of Calvary. Uh, I plead the blood of Calvary right now. Uh, I plead it over every car. Uh, I plead it over every individual. I plead it over every mind. Uh, I plead it over every family. Uh, I speak by the authority of the name of Jesus uh, that chains would begin to break off in your home. Uh, that chains will begin to break off in your life. That chains will begin to break off in your family. Right now in Jesus' name, if you have a voice, would you lift it under God? If you have a voice and you have the Holy Ghost, would you begin to speak in that heavenly language? Lord, we take part in that resurrection power. And it is through your resurrection that you said you came out with a triumph and you spoil principalities and you spoil powers. So we enter into that resurrection power and we speak in the name of Jesus. We speak in the name of Jesus. We take dominion over every power. We take dominion over every sickness. We take dominion over anything that is going on in your life right now. In Jesus name. Lord you said that it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. So we pray that the yoke of sickness would be broken. We pray that the yoke of sin would be broken. We pray that the yoke of addiction would be broken. We pray that the yoke of strongholds would be broken. We anoint every car. We anoint every person in this place today, God. And we say, let every chain fall. Let every heart be mended. Let every mind be made whole. Oh, God, we pray by the authority of your name and by the power of the word, Lord, that every demon would flee, God. That every heart issue would be healed, God. That every issue of the mind would be healed, god lord we speak right now that if there is somebody seeking the holy ghost that right now god as the word of faith is going forward that they would lift their voices and begin to speak with stammering lip and a new tongue by the power of the word of god and by the authority of the name of jesus i pray that every vessel that needs the baptism of the holy ghost would receive the holy ghost now in Jesus' name, now in Jesus' name, receive thee the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue in Jesus' name. On, if you have the gift of the Holy Ghost, why don't you begin to pray in that spirit? Why don't you begin to lift your voices? Why don't we shake the atmosphere by the authority of prayer, by the resurrection power of Jesus? Let's tap into what this Sunday means right now, Lord. We resurrect, Lord, every dead spirit, we resurrect God, every broken heart, we resurrect God, every sin nature and we say be free in Jesus name be free in Jesus name come on if you need prayer turn on your hazards turn on your lights if you want somebody to come pray for you I see hazard lights on I see lights on come on we're going to pray the word of faith over your family we're going to pray the word of faith over your over every family, God. We speak, Lord, over every home, God, that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would provide a hedge of protection round about every home, round about every family unit, round about every husband and every wife, about, Lord, every child, about, Lord, every teenager, around, Lord, every college and career. We pray for the youth groups of this church. We pray for the children's ministry, Lord. We pray, every person that's here because we tap into that anointing we tap into that resurrection we tap into that power of the Holy Ghost and we speak now God that every chain would be broken that every heart would be mended, that every life God every spiritual soul would be resurrected
3: That's it.